This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today, I'm going to be talking about labyrinthitis. I'm going to be discussing something else dealing with pregnancy that I just found out, guys. After that, we'll pop in the bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Ready for this one. Hey, Bree. So another ailment has arisen, it sounds like. Oh, gosh. I just feel like if it could happen, I'm not going to say that because then it could happen. So, but yes, we found something else dealing with my body and this baby. So tell us all about it. All right. So in your weekly dose of BS, which I feel like we were doing so well, and then we kind of fell off a little bit, guys, and it's my fault. But we have found out that I have iron deficiency anemia. Um, pretty much what that is, is that like if you're pregnant, your baby needs a lot of nutrients and energy, and they just suck the life out of you, these old vampires, but they're worth it in the end. Um, so with what it is technically is your body uses iron to make hemoglobin, a protein in the red blood cells that carries oxygen to your tissues, right? So during pregnancy, you need double the amount of iron that non-pregnant women need because you're feeding yourself and you're feeding your baby. So guess what your body does? Your body feeds the baby first and then you get whatever is left over. Um, so if, with that being said, you can be anemic. So how does iron deficiency anemia affect the baby? Some severe cases, your risk of premature birth, um, having a low birth weight baby or postpartum depression. So we'll be watching that for me. I've always been a very big advocate about postpartum depression because I don't think enough research and enough time and energy is spent on it. People are just like, oh, you're just tired because of the baby. No, there's something, some chemical imbalance that happens. So I'll talk about that later. So right now, how did we find this out? So during pregnancy, your physician draws blood work. So my physician did normal routine blood work and my, I'll actually be um, candid with you. My hemoglobin came back low. So normal range is 17.7 to 15.5. Mine came back 9.5 <laughs> and then my hematocrit came back 29.1, which it should be about 35 to 45%. So that was kind of low. So the doctor was like, okay, you know, you should start some iron, but we're going to add on a couple other labs for a little bit more detailed testing. So it's called ferritin. So ferritin is also in your blood cells and normal range is 16.154 or 16 through 154. Mine was magic number four so i'm extremely low wow oh so what i have is called iron deficiency anemia but hypochromatic and it's because of pregnancy um so my doctor called me yesterday i'm going to get another phone call today so what they're going to do is start me on iron tablets i started yesterday they want me to take one to two pills a day i'm going to start off with one in about a week, I'll gradually go up to two because iron can be really tough on your stomach. It can get happy to call have dark stools. You can get constipated. It's a, a whole lot of issues that go on with iron. But because I'm not a meat lover or even thinking about meat makes me want to vomit. Like I'm thinking about it right now and I feel like I'm about to vomit. Um, I can't eat it. I don't want it. And it's, you have to supplement it. Your body needs it. 
So, okay. So how does it affect, um, like what's some risk factors for iron deficiency anemia during pregnancy? Having two close pregnancies, um, being pregnant with more than one baby, are you vomiting, not consuming enough iron, which is probably me. Um, having a history of anemia before pregnancy, which I did not. My hemoglobin has always been on the lower side, but not severely low. Um, we did some genetic testing and we found out that I'm a carrier. I don't have the, um, the disease, but I'm a carrier for alpha thalassemia. So that's a whole nother thing that I can talk about probably next week to just continue this whole anemia thing. So what alpha thalassemia is, I don't have the issue, but if my husband had it and I both have it, we could pass it on to baby Elizabeth. Michael doesn't have it. I'm a carrier. So there's a one in four chance that she may be a carrier. So we'll talk about that later. What are symptoms of iron deficiency anemia? Fatigue, weakness, both. Pale or yellowish skin, irregular heartbeats, have that. Shortness of breath, have that. Dizziness or lightheadedness, I have that. Chest pain, I don't really have chest pain. Cold hands and feet, don't have that. Headache. Also, uh, restless leg syndrome. And here's an interesting one. Do you ever crave ice? Like, do you chew on ice? No, I don't ever do that. I just that's like water, but then I'm yeah. a water drinker anyway. Yeah, that's a sign. It's a really weird sign, but for whatever reason, people that are anemic tend to like chew ice. I think it's like- And I was um, looking at some of the stuff that has like vitamin C mm -hmm. in, um, in it. And guess what I've been craving this whole pregnancy? Watermelon and strawberries. Mm -hmm. So my body is telling me you're missing something. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just been eating it in the wrong way. I've been doing a milkshake instead of eating just regular strawberries. Yeah, vitamin C is going to be really important for you because it helps enhance the absorption of iron. And here's the exactly. thing. Exactly. There's two different forms of iron. There's heme and non-heme iron. So you can get iron from plants, but it's the non-heme variety. Uh, so it's a little harder to absorb. Whereas if, if you were able to eat red meat, that's the heme iron. That's going to be like your powerhouse. Uh, so yeah, you're going to probably want to supplement with some vitamin C. So I do, I'm going to start doing vitamin C, um, eating more strawberries, tomato juice, orange juice. Um, and then, I, like I said, I'm on iron tablets. So that's also going to help with that. Um, but yeah, you're right, Chris. Good nutrition is to supplement iron with lean red meat, poultry or fish. All three of those make me nauseous. Or I can do um, iron fortified breakfast cereals, prune juice, dried beans, or peas. So we have a journey ahead of us. Um, I'm not going to freak out, you know, but I have great doctors. They're on top of it, and I just have to be on top of it, be on top of it as well, and do what I can do on my side. They'll do what they can do on their side, and baby Elizabeth will be just fine. Yeah, another interesting point too with the iron thing is um, if you have like a cold, like a bacterial infection, the body will lock up your iron into a molecule called ferritin. It's kind of a protective measure. So that, but that basically makes you more iron deficient. So if you get a cold, that's going to be even tougher. Um, for me to fight it off. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Chris. I'll go from four to two, <laughs> and then it'll be non-existent. And the same relationship exists with just any kind of chronic inflammation. Um, so that's just something I think people should know about that if you have diabetes or an autoimmune disorder, you have chronic inflammation, you're very likely going to be sort of chronically deficient in iron, which will cause a lot of um, 
fatigue. So I'm tired all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Brady. It's okay. I mean, I'm not dead. Now, <laughs> 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 nah, do you like when you're not pregnant? Do you eat meat? Um, yeah, I'll eat a steak in a heartbeat. Okay. Good. I eat chicken. I eat fish. All of it's fine. It is, um, and not all fish. I don't eat certain fish, but for some reason, I'll take a bite of something and I want to vomit. So I've been very non-meat, unless it's like the worst type of meat for you, like Chinese food chicken. So it's just like, it's just weird. If we try to grill chicken or if we try to um, do steak, if I go to a restaurant, it just does not settle well with me. Yeah, gotcha. Well, pretty soon you're, you're in the final stages here. Yep, 12 more weeks to go. I just don't want the preterm labor to happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, well, uh, let's move on to the rehab corner, unless you got anything else. No, no, we're good. Good, okay. Um, so I, a couple weeks ago, I did one on vertigo on BPPV, and I got some messages for requests to do some more stuff on dizziness. Uh, and this one's kind of a short one. So I uh, chose to talk about labyrinthitis. So that's another thing. There's a lot of different things that cause dizziness. Um, and symptoms kind of matter what type of dizziness it is. Is it lightheaded? Is it room spinning? Uh, so this is a type of dizziness that produces room spinning dizziness that lasts for days. So that's one differentiator right there. BPPV, that's the crystal problem. That will be room spinning dizziness that lasts for about a minute or two. If it lasts for days, then you're thinking it's either Meniere's disease or like a labyrinthitis or vestibular neuritis, but we'll get to those. I'll, I'll probably do separate things for all the different types of vertigo. So labyrinthitis is um, a problem with inflammation in the fluid inside your inner ear. So in your inner ear, there's an organ. It's got semicircular canals. It's got two layers to it with two different types of fluid, a paralymph and an endolymph. If that, if that becomes uh, inflamed, and this usually comes from like a bacterial or viral infection, it'll it can definitely cause some serious dizziness, nausea, vomiting, hearing loss, ringing in the ears. Uh, those are all the typical symptoms. So if you've had a bacterial infection and you get this room spinning dizziness, there's a good chance that that's what you're dealing with. Um, there's also uh, the herpes zoster virus, so in other words, shingles, can also attack the basically the nerve, the facial nerve. And cause the same thing, and you'll have this nasty rash in your mouth, your face, your neck, your scalp. Uh, you'll even have some temporary facial paralysis. But this will also be triggered too by autoimmune disorders. So, the good news is that the prognosis is pretty good. So, it usually lasts for about 72 hours, or, you know, worst case scenario, up to a few weeks. Um, so, it's not really something that you have to freak out about. It usually goes away on its own. If the symptoms are bad enough, you might be given antibiotics if they suspect it's bacterial. Um, there's some other medical management depending on how bad it really is. You might get some steroids or antihistamines. But uh, as with most dizziness disorders, what tends to happen sort of secondarily is what's called a VOR hypofunction. So VOR is your vestibular ocular reflex. That's a mouthful. Vestibular ocular reflex. That's your ability to keep your gaze fixed on an object while your head or body moves. All right. So that's a very sort of tightly measured process. And if you've been dizzy, you're going to tend to not move very much because it's like miserable. 
So that sort of reflex gets miscalibrated. And I, I talked about this on the BPPV uh, episode as well. But uh, here's the good news to that. It's really simple to fix. Uh, it just takes a couple weeks of some pretty repetitive exercises. There's a VOR training you could do, which consists of like looking at an object, shake your head left or right, like you're saying no, and then up and down, like you're saying yes. Um, I did a whole blog on this and I have a video with a demonstration of the actual exercise. Uh, it's really easy to do. So um, I'll post the blog in the show notes with the video. And also I did I add- did that exercise. Did I make you do it? Yeah, um, people, even my patients still today, because I has a little chart and there's like a little B in the center. Oh, yeah. And it's like a checkerboard. Yeah. And um, my patient's like, what is that for? I'm like, that's for me <laughs> because I have dizziness. Yeah, I made that chart actually. <laughs> um, so if you go to my website, which is www.dynamicnaples.com, there's a vertigo section. There's a free document you can download uh, if you click on resolve your dizziness. It's a differential diagnosis chart. So you can, it has all the different types of dizziness, all the symptoms, and you can match, you know, what your symptoms are to what condition it may be. So if you're having any dizziness, go download it. It's free and you can kind of get some indication of what might be the cause. So that's what I have. Perfect. I think that's a good idea. Everyone loves a good dizziness and how to get rid of it because it happens so often so yeah people get desperate I know I do mine happens all the time when my allergies kick in I've never personally experienced the room spain dizziness but I mean just from what my patients tell me it sounds like it's just miserable it's horrible let me just tell you it's not the best thing to have so would you like to move on to our favorite part of the day yep let's pop open that bottle All right, Brie, um, you want to do questions, story, restaurants, what do you want to do first? Well, I want to know what bottle of wine you're drinking because, of course, oh. the only thing I'm able to pop open now is probably a bottle of OJ because of this damn anemia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am drinking a Chasseneuf du Pop. So my brother's in town. Uh, he used to be a big beer drinker. He's decided to switch over to wine. Um, so I'm kind of slowly educating him on, on wine. So instead of my normal cheap bottle, we went out and got a nice bottle of Chateau du Pop. That was kind of my first wine that I fell in love with. Uh, so that's what I'm drinking. And I'm going to save some for him. Well, I'm drinking orange juice. <laughs> and it is good. And I just really miss wine. I wonder if I could drink red wine. Does that help with red blood cell production? <laughs> uh, Probably. There's actually a lot of benefit to red wine. I was like, it's probably contraindicated because I'm so pregnant. But as soon as I'm not pregnant, I'm going to start drinking it again. Yes. yes. So, all right. Let me pull up my questions here for you. Perfect. All right. Let's see. I'm just going random on these. A clerk in the butcher shop is 5'10 tall. What does he weigh? I don't do that again. There was background noise. Okay. Uh, a butcher is five foot ten. How much does he weigh? No. What? Do, sorry. What does he weigh? He weighs meat. Yes, that was. Yeah, you nailed that. I kind of screwed I up like we had my that approach. One before. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I gave it to you, so you should have known the answer already. <laughs> okay, number two. There was an evergreen tree in the dark. Ugly. 
ugly forest. That's a weird phrasing. There was an evergreen tree in the dark, ugly forest where ghosts, witches, and even Frankenstein's lived. All of a sudden, a great gust of wind flew, the fo- flew through the forest. Which way did the leaves on the tree fall? Down. No. Evergreen. Oh, it didn't because evergreens stay green all year. Oh, you are on it today. It's the well, orange juice. Well, it's basically, <laughs> they don't have leaves. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have pine, pine needles, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You're just crushing it. All right. Let me find that other one I wanted to do. How many animals of each sex did Moses take on the ark? Each sex? Mm-hmm. Oh, I lost it for a second. I'm here. Hmm. All right, let me repeat that. How many animals of each sex did Moses take on the ark? He took one of each sex. The answer is one? One. Nope. He took them by twos, one male, one female. Nope. I know but the Bible. That is what happened. Okay, I'm going to read it one more time. All right. How many animals of each sex did Moses take on the ark? Oh, Moses parted the Red Sea. Noah took <laughs> the animals on the ark. Very good. There I was go. about to say, I went to church when I was a child. <laughs> there you go. I grew up Baptist. <laughs> nice. Good work. It is the orange juice. It's just pumping my brain. Maybe that was wrong with me my whole life. I need to just, just have more iron in me. <laughs> It'd be. All right. Uh, so let's do, do you want to do a restaurant? Yeah, let's do a restaurant. Mine's not like a sit down restaurant this week. It's more of a, um, I wouldn't say fast food, but yeah, fast food. Chinese food is called China Gourmet. It is on 951 and um, Immokalee. It's right in the corner near the McDonald's, the Walgreens. Um, they have healthier Chinese food, I feel like, is one of our favorites, Michael and I, especially now that I'm pregnant. We've ordered it more so than ever. Um, I'm going to have to cut it out because, which I'll talk about probably in a couple more weeks, I am I don't have gestational diabetes, but I missed the cutoff by like five points. So they told me I have to go on a diet. <laughs> so all those damn milkshakes and apple pies. Oh, yeah. So I enjoyed China Gourmet this weekend which the chicken lo mein, the honey chicken, all that fun stuff. But they actually have a diet special, which is just, they don't put the sauce or anything on it. It's all vegetables, chicken and broccoli. I can still have that. Yeah, that's a problem with a lot of Chinese food, so much sugar. Mm. I heard at P.F. Chang's was like a cup of sugar in like every sauce they have. I believe it. Yeah. Maybe that's why they don't put the sauce on it for the diet special. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nice. Well, I, you know, I haven't really been to many restaurants lately. I did go to the Bevy um, and had a really good meal there, but we've already done the Bevy. So instead of doing a restaurant, I wanted to highlight a, an individual uh, who I just think is a good uh, service provider. So he, this is my barber. His name is Juan. He's a super cool dude. Um, he works at the Brana Barbershop. Um, I'm about to go to Brazil, so I want to get all cleaned up. So he gave me a really nice fade and beard trim. Uh, so definitely check him out. His company name is Parse Cuts, um, but he works out of the Brana Barbershop on Vanderbilt. Definitely check him out. 
if you want to type fade. I don't really need a tight fade, but <laughs> good job, one. This is, this one's for the guys. <laughs> All right, so let's end this podcast this week, which I felt like I was very long-winded. It's just because I found the news out today. But let's end it with on a good note, not Brienne's scared of life. So best friends forever. And forever could be a loose, loose term, but this is a sweet story. So neighbors... One is a two-year-old, the other's 99. Found friendship during quarantine. So cute. So over the last year, Benjamin Olson, too, and his neighbor, Mary O'Neill, 99, have gone from neighbors to best friends. Benjamin, um, his parents, and the baby brother, Noah, live next door to Mary in Minneapolis. The Olsons and O'Neills stayed inside most of their homes during the pandemic, but Benjamin and Mary started to interact when they both were in their backyards. Separated by a chain link fence, they have since invented a game called Cane Ball. Benjamin kicks the ball over the fence and Mary hits it back with her cane. That's awesome. <laughs> that is the sweetest. I can totally picture this happening. <laughs> That's how like and new now, sports develop. <laughs> this is so cute. And now that he can open Mary's gate, they come over and they blow bubbles and they um, hold hands and they um, fist fight with dirt. Um, Mary is his best friend, Benjamin's mom says. She is so happy they have each other. And um, she's touched that she was touched by Mary, brought over a basket filled with metal Tonka toys that belonged to her late son for Benjamin and Noah to play with. It's so sweet. Mary's a widow whose family lives out of the state and now has pictures of Benjamin and Noah on display in her home. They're the closest thing to grandchildren I have around here. That makes my heart sad and happy at the same time. That's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. That is the sweetest. I mean, sometimes people forget about your family members, and if people don't have children to, to look after them and take care of them, then they kind of get forgotten and it's the saddest thing. So kudos to that mama for raising such a sweet boy and being so open to allow this lady into her life. And kudos to Mary for being such a sweet lady that's, you know, allowing her heart to be open after having, I think it's like her son passed away because it said late son. So I'm happy for them. I want to play cane ball. That sounds fun. <laughs> you just make up stuff on the spot what can i do with a two-year-old that's not going to exert me too much <laughs> i love it awesome all right brie should we wrap this up let's wrap it up i'm gonna finish up my orange juice all right we're gonna do that <laughs> i'll finish my wine so remember just go to my website www.dynamicnaples.com that's where you can find the chart in the dizziness section if you want to get some answers as to why you may be dizzy other than that, don't forget to um, visit us on Instagram is underscore poppin underscore bottles underscore P-O-P-P-I-N underscore B-O-T-T-L-E-S. Send us messages. You can we'll reply back and that way we can get more of what you want us to talk about. And if you want us to change any content, let us know. All right. This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite pregnant nurse practitioner, Bree. Right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Do you have unexplained pain? Or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great way to stay ahead of any health conditions. And now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. 
you can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's liver function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It's sent to you with free shipping and you get results in two to five days, no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT20 for 20% off. Go to letsgetcheck.com and use the code DPT20.